Hello, and welcome to AOPA's Pilot Information Center podcast series. This episode is brought to you by AOPA Aviation Finance. For more information, you can visit their website at www.aopafinance.com or call 800-62-PLANE. That's 800-627-5263 for more information. This episode is also sponsored by AOPA Insurance Services. If you fly it, we insure it. To find out more about their services, visit the website at insurance.aopa.org or call 800-622-AOPA. That's 800-622-2672 for more information. I'm Ferdy Mack with AOPA's Pilot Information Center in Frederick, Maryland. Our topic for today's podcast is aviation finance. Joining me today is Adam Meredith, president of AOPA Aviation Finance. Adam, welcome. Hi, how are you, Ferdy? I'm great. I'm great. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So let's get started with a little introduction to aircraft finance. I'm looking to buy my first aircraft, and I have no idea what the ins and outs are, what the requirements are, what I'm up against as far as getting from the day I have that gleam in my eye and I see that airplane on the ramp with the for sale sign to the point where I feel confident and reassured that I've got financing in place and the funds available to help me put that aircraft in my hangar. Where do we get started? So the aircraft lending market is not at all similar or close to as big as, say, the auto or RV market. Um, and because both state and federal agencies are involved, the lending process is, is really different. Um, it's, I liken it to being much more similar to a home loan process, uh, maybe even a little bit more complex in that the aircraft is, um, has nuances about it that make it more challenging. You know, for most airplanes, Lenders would have a maximum loan-to-value um, of 80 to 85%, and that's typically going to be the lower of the value um, as per VREF or Blue Book or some other defined source or the purchase price. Now, this is typically talking about used aircraft. The we- days of the 100% financing, those are, those are kind of long gone, um, you know, pre-2008. There's obviously a lot that's changed in lending since 2008. So, meaning that if I were to uh, attempt to obtain financing for a hundred thousand dollar aircraft, I'd only be able to f- be able to obtain a loan for eighty thousand to eighty five thousand of that hundred thousand. Is what you're saying? That's exactly that's exactly right. Okay. And you know, terms and rates will vary depending on on two things: the type of aircraft, one, and how it's used. And it's important, you know, for the lender to really know the range of aircraft that you're looking at and whether the plane will be used for anything other than personal use. For example, if you're going to use this and lease it into a, you know, flight school, that's something that they would need to know ahead of time because that's a whole different issue than if it's just for personal usage. Um, That being said, the range, you know, of aircraft can be from experimental or kit aircraft all the way up to turbine and the market is very different in terms of how those get financed. Okay, uh, could you maybe give us an example of what those terms might look like for uh, a reasonable aircraft that our members might be considering? Sure. So take, for example, you're looking at a $200,000 relatively new 182 or an SR-22. Um, the, the terms are going to be for 15% down. You're going to see uh, 20 years of amortization and and term, and the rates are going to be right around 5% per 
give or take, depending on, on the credit. And, you know, that works out to about a $30,000 down payment up front, so 170000 in financing. And then you're going to see uh, a monthly payment of about $1,120, something like that per month. And then you've got, you know, some dock fees and, and, and things like that that are going to be about four or $500 um, plus escrow costs. And uh, my impression is that unlike an ordinary car loan, let's say, uh, there is some notion of security involved in these as opposed to unsecured loans. Is that correct? Correct. So the way that it would work is the, the lender that would be doing the loan, their secured interest is your aircraft. And in addition to that, they're also going to have a personal guarantee from you, the borrower, in most of these scenarios. Okay. Out of curiosity, any thoughts on uh, what I'm curious what you might be telling prospective lendees when uh, when faced with the notion of having to come up with you know potentially substantial down payment if there are any options or suggestions you have for folks maybe to help fill that gap. So if they don't have enough money, you're saying mm-hmm. to put down. Well, that's a challenge because one of the things that lenders are going to look at is that you've got enough liquidity to make to make that payment. So typically, what we would say is take a look at your uh, savings, your whatever you've got, your securities that you've got, and uh, it's not uncommon to see folks that may maybe even have retirement assets or something like that, and they're um, of the age where they can take money out uh, and use that towards it. But it, but as part of the underwriting process, the lender is going to want to see that they've got enough liquidity to cover the down payment as well as uh, a certain amount, and each lender is a little bit different, but a certain amount of number of payments um, going forward. So they want to make sure that they don't give you the money and then day one you say, sorry, I can't pay it. Sure, sure. Uh, What about the timing? If I've got an airplane that's burning a hole in my pocket today and I need to move on it tomorrow, uh, does that cause a different situation with respect to my uh, options as far as what sorts of loans might be available versus if I'm looking at a longer term process or maybe you haven't necessarily identified the particular airframe I'm looking at? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, the more time that you can give uh, to the process, the more lead time, the better your options are. You know, I, I, I never want to be in a hurry to buy or sell, but I'm a realist and I understand that that happens. If you find that you're in a situation where you absolutely have to have a plane and you're going to need to get it financed in a couple of days, you know, some of your better options might be to maybe look at a home equity loan or, you know, maybe look at a securities-backed loan if you've got money in a, in a Schwab account or something like that and you want to take a loan against that. Um, but again, you know, you'd want to get everything teed up as much in advance as you can. It's oftentimes possible to do those type of bridge loans, albeit a, a home equity loan or something mm-hmm. like that, before getting real aircraft financing in place. Um, but talk to the, the lender that you're going to work with or the broker, such as uh, AOPA Aviation Finance, beforehand so that they can get everything lined up. Okay. Can you give me an idea of what I can roll into that loan versus what I might not be able to? So the state registration for the aircraft, taxes, ferrying fees, uh, those types of things aren't going to be able to be rolled into the financing process. Really what you're talking about is the cost of the financing itself, and that's it. Okay. So uh, besides some of the incidental charges that may be incurred in the process of obtaining an airplane. You triggered another thought in my mind as a, as a side note. Are there some options available to those who are maybe already own an aircraft and are looking to upgrade to maybe that, that, 
that new top-of-the-line Garmin touchscreen GPS or maybe equipped for ADS-B out? Are there any financing options for in incremental upgrades as well? Yeah, great great question, Ferdy. You know, there, there, uh, there's a couple scenarios. You know, you can purchase an aircraft, and as part of the purchase, let's say it's not exactly what you want. You want to include an overhaul. You want to um, put in avionics. You can look at a whole fresh financing package that would have all of that built into it. Absolutely. Likewise, if you're looking to do just an upgrade in the plane, as you mentioned, you can do that as well. Uh, if the plane is owned free and clear, uh, then they would it, the process wouldn't look much different than a than a um, regular financing process. If the process had, if in this you had a loan, let's say with another with another lender, um, what needs to happen is that other lender is typically going to need to get refinanced out because almost every lender won't allow any kind of other security interest in their collateral, which is your aircraft. So one of the offshoots there is maybe the, the buyer, potential buyer who sees an airframe that really calls out to them, but maybe that engine is overdue. Uh, they might be able to consider the fact that that overhaul could, could in some way, shape, or form be folded into this finance process. Absolutely, they should. And Great. frankly, the lender appreciates having a fresh engine in it. Fantastic. That, that's, that's really good to know. Um, you know, we, we, in our pilot information center, we, we run a, a VREF appraisal through the VREF service for our members when they contact us. One of the things that the newer purchaser doesn't always consider is just how significant the impact of the engine time is as far as it being fresh or mid-time or, or ripe for replacement. And to know that if that engine is due, that they can f have ways to help mitigate what is otherwise, you know, a, a pretty big five-figure check they'd have to write. Right. That's great to know. Good. Yeah, and frankly, on older aircraft, a good majority of the value in the plane can often be the amount of hours you've left, got left on the engine. Absolutely. Okay, and finally, Adam, if you could give me some specifics about AOPA's aviation finance offerings in particular, I'd be curious to know what sorts of advantages we provide. Sure. Um, AOPA aviation finance is, is a little different from other lending in that we are a broker. So we're not the direct lender, but we're acting much like a, a mortgage bro broker would act. Um, the advantages for the members are that we work with many lenders, and by doing so, we can ensure that there are financing options for almost any aircraft out there. For over two decades, AOPA has been able to provide a financing solution in on aircraft with a single-source lender. Well, a good option, a year and a half ago, we decided to change that model and to move to this brokered model. You know, So now we work with over a dozen lenders, and the benefit to the member is that they have a number of options available that they wouldn't have had before. So the process within AOPA's aviation finance company has... Members calling in, our staff uh, would then talk to them and understand really what it is that's most important to them in the process. You know, for example, everybody seems to say, well, what are your rates? And while I, I love to, you know, be able to answer questions, at the end of the day, the answer is depends. And, you know, what really should matter is what's most important to you. And I think we do the best service for our members by really understanding from them what's most important and in my opinion it's paying the least amount in overall interest so i always try and encourage people you know what can you really afford on a monthly basis what's the biggest payment you want to you can afford towards this because ultimately 
if you can shorten up the term of the loan, that's going to be most advantageous to them because they're going to end up paying the least amount in interest over the course of the loan. So if, if a member can afford a larger payment, I would encourage them to make the larger payment. And, and the math in it has them effectively making fewer payments over a shorter period of time as a result of those fewer payments, they're going to end up paying less in interest over time. As a general rule of thumb, the shorter the loan term, the less amount you're going to pay in overall interest. And the numbers can be pretty significant. If you're talking a 20-year term versus a 10-year term, uh, it's a significant difference in, in um, the amount of interest that gets paid. So at AOPA Aviation Finance, you know we are advocates for members and truly want to get them what's in their best interest, as we've talked about. Really, you know, we want to advise them all of the options and reasons for the offerings, things they may not otherwise consider. Ultimately, we feel that by hearing members' needs, we can create satisfied customers and to help really get more people to reach their dream of flying. Fantastic. Well, Adam, thanks so much for coming by to share your insights with our members. Thank you. Appreciate it, Freddie. All right. And to our listeners, thanks so much for joining us again. If you have any aviation-related questions, as part of your membership, you can contact our Pilot Information Center staff Monday through Friday at 800-USA-AOPA. That's 800-872-2672. Then press Option 2 on your phone. Or you can email us your questions at pilotassist at aopa.org. Thank you.